everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spill the D. My name is Rick. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined, as always, with my beautiful co-host, Gina, and our good friend, Bruce. How are you guys doing today? I am thriving. I'm finally Ooh. catching up on sleep from Universal, and I think Bruce is doing the opposite. Bruce, how are you doing? <laughs> Universal is a fantastic time, but I spent some time in Philadelphia this weekend, your guys' neck of the woods, and uh, Home I'm- base. I'm still recovering, so yeah. <laughs> we party hard here in Philly. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, you sure do. <laughs> uh, um, I uh, I wanted to show you guys for for people who are watching uh, today's episode. I got this Philadelphia mug nice. from Starbucks. What? So yeah, I, I'm representing tonight's <laughs> episode. So except Bruce, did you have a cheesesteak when you were in Philly? Oh uh, yeah, no, no, I didn't. Uh, no no cheesesteaks for me. So you let um, the whole team you down. Know, the fo- <laughs> that I believe. The folks that I was traveling with did get a cheesesteak, but that's just that's not my game. So I uh, I witnessed it, but I did not try it myself. So next time I know you're up fa- here, we'll take you to get to get the good <laughs> stuff. I, I know they're famous. I know that's what uh, tourists ought to do when when in Philly, but I was a little bit against the grain. So I did go to, is it uh, Reading Market? Reading Terminal Market. Yes, thank you. I did go there twice, but I Ooh. had sushi one day okay, and just a sandwich uh, the second day that was not a Philly cheesesteak. So, the sandwiches um, there are also very good, though. It was. I, I was really hoagie? impressed. No. See, oh. see, I, that's why I didn't even want to talk about the food I ate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lame. Um, Comes to feel they can get sushi. <laughs> get, get sushi in. You guys have the best sushi. <laughs> you should try no. our Chinese food. <laughs> it is better than other places. I'll die on that hill. Yeah, so, yeah, the the, the food what I, that I had wasn't too exciting. But I did that, and I did down down on the water one evening. So I was there for a wedding. So I, I was there for, for different events on, and dinners on, on each night. But I did have an opportunity to walk around the city. I did run up the, the, the famous Rocky Steps. And I have to tell you, I did it faster than Rocky, just saying. Well, he had just finished a half marathon, but it's okay. You keep going, buddy. Yeah, with all those kids running behind him, too. So uh, I was just doing it solo. But yeah, so so we did that. And of course, all the the historic sites and Independence Hall and stuff like that. So I stayed downtown. I had a fantastic time. My first time in Philly. And I can see why you guys call it home. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Did you lick the Liberty Bell? Uh, I beg your pardon? (laughs) Licking the Liberty Bell, you have to. Yeah, you weren't really in Philly. Well, I'll tell it's you It's a rite what. of passage. It, it, if it was between licking the Liberty Bell and eating one of those Philly cheesesteaks, I'm not really sure what I would choose. <laughs> I was going to text you, too, because I know you don't eat beef, so I was going to text you and tell you to get a chicken cheesesteak, and it just totally like slipped my mind. Yeah, I, Gina, to, to so be good. fair, even if you had texted me that, I'm not 100% sure I would have anyways but i would have appreciated the recommendation and when i'm back you guys will have to uh point me in the right direction for some of your philly authentic uh food stops cheese curds oh my god they're so good (laughs) oh that's it i'm not returning (laughs) no for some reason so we were at reading terminal a few weeks ago when people came to visit and we got these cheese curds turns out they were from a gluten-free place which neither of us are gluten-free i just hopped in line (laughs) And they were so good. Okay. All right. Like, um, I don't understand. They had no business being as good as they were. Apparently, the place is famous <laughs> and was, like, on Top Chef or, like, yeah, like the guy. Like we didn't know this at the time. I just wanted cheese curds. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Next time, uh, you guys, you know, give me a little list and uh, I'll follow it. How about that? We'll just take you around. It's the Philly food oh, tour. That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> the, Philly, the Philly food tour. After that food tour, I'll probably run those steps a little bit slower. So, Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All comes together. <laughs> But yeah, so we just got back short before Bruce was in Philly. He was at Universal. That's where we were as well with him. And we are doing a full recap of our trip to Universal. I'm excited. I'm excited too. That was an awesome trip. We did so many things. We had so many, we shared so many laughs, had some good food. It, it was a fantastic time. And we even had a few scares here and there. It was only three days too. We, so you're about, you guys are about to hear how much we managed to squeeze into a three-day trip. At least three days for us. Bruce, yeah. you were there a little bit longer, right? I was. I was. And and I do want to ask you guys, was the most iconic part of the weekend the, the first meet between Rick and I in person? Finally, <laughs> we, we get to meet in person. It was um, that... so romantic. <laughs> I was asking Rick the whole way there. I was like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to hug him? Are you going to shake his hand? Are you just going to like pick him up and spin him around? What are you going to do when you guys finally meet face to face? I have to be honest. I was a little surprised that he did, in fact, pick me up and spin me around. It was planned. It was two hours of a flight. Just thinking about it, Bruce. Mentally preparing myself. <laughs> Actually, Rick, do you even remember what we, we, we did? I think we just dapped each other up, didn't we? No, I think we group hugged. Did oh, we, we did. Hug? We did group hug. Was, That's yeah. right. I think you hugged both of us at the same time. I did. I did. Six. I was excited that you guys. You couldn't pick both of us up. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> Don't tell me I can't do it. I can do it. Oh, great! The next time, next time we're together, you know Rick's gonna try it. <laughs> it's gonna be like what's his name in Mulan. The big guy when he uh, <laughs> everybody at once. This is great because we're making all these plans for the next time we're together, but I'm pretty sure it's our wedding. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Our our, our first dance together is going to be really fantastic. It's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. All right. So, Bruce, you got there a few days before us. So, what did you do those first few days? Yeah. So, I, I, I got in Friday morning. And, and first, we were staying at Universal's Cabana Bay Beach Resort. And... Great location, really well priced out for those looking to visit Universal Orlando who who may be on a budget. That was the the hotel that the team was staying at that weekend. So I got in Friday morning, did some work, worked at the hotel, and then I met one of our vacation planners, Wyatt, who was coming in early. And him and I did Halloween Horror Nights on Friday night before everybody got there. So we, we kind of had a, a sense of the lay of the land. Uh, the scare zones, the houses. I think we did six houses that night. Yeah, so so we were pretty busy, and why didn't end up getting there till like nine or nine thirty? But we we closed the place down, so nice. we were there till two. You know, walking back, getting back to the resort at two thirty, uh, three o'clock. So it was a late night, but uh, totally worth it. And then uh, that next day, you know, people started arriving. We did a lot of hanging out and back at HHN yet again for night two. So right. how was night two? Oh, night two. We, we had more team members there. Uh, Magical Meg was there. Some of our vacation planners were there. In fact, we are recording on Tuesday. We just uh, released the first vlog uh, of night one at, uh, at HHN um, with Meg and the team. Uh, you can check that out on her channel and at the 407 and Beyond uh, YouTube channel as well. We have uh, a separate vlog there. So you can go in and check out everything that we did. 
it was great. We we had a great night. Some of the vacation planners had the express pass and, and were able to get in all 10 houses in one night with the express pass. Nice. Uh, some did not have the express pass. And I think we did about four or five that night, not because we couldn't get in uh, more, but we were kind of pacing, watching, watching some of the shows. We stopped off for a couple butter beers, a couple of different times, trying out some different food items. So we were kind of taking it a little bit more easy on Saturday night. Gotcha. Looking at the Express Pass when we were at Halloween Horror Nights, it really looked worth it for Halloween Horror. In general, it seemed like the Express Pass was worth it, but like looking at it at Halloween Horror Nights, those people barely waited. Especially on, like as the night got later and later, they were walking right in while we were waiting in line. I don't know if I completely agree, because it was pretty expensive from what I heard. It was, so, Yeah. The big thing was buying it ahead of time, not when you got there. Yeah. It was about half the price if you bought it ahead of time. People were spending well over $200 when they bought it when they got there. Like, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, then, no, no, I do not find it worth it then. But if you were buying it ahead of time with the intention of, I want to do every single thing in Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. that would make it happen. That's yeah, cool. look, I think I think you guys raise a good point. And that is, if you're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights and you only, you're only going one night that season, I do think that there is value in, in getting an express pass for, for the houses. Now, uh, to your guys' point, the price does fluctuate given uh, when you purchase it and the, uh, the night. So it might be cheaper on a Tuesday night than it is on a Friday night. But at about 140 all the way up to 240 275 if you are there for one night and one night only, there really may be a lot of value in doing it. Because if you're going to HHN, yeah, there are scare zones, there are specialty food items, uh, but you're there to complete the houses. And if you're only going once and you only get in three or four houses, that may be a disappointing night. And so I would you know, maybe back off a park ticket or a night stay and go ahead and opt in for that express pass. Uh, so you can get the value of going through all 10 houses uh, for your one night of HHN. Or be ready to go house to house to house yeah, to house to house. I, I was going to say, we yeah. didn't have the Express Pass. And we we got eight houses in. We could have gotten all 10 if we wanted to. Yeah, if we would have went house, 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 house. If that was all we did. Yeah. We definitely had enough time where there was like a few things that we did where we took our time a little bit and like didn't really rush through it. And if we had just gone to the houses instead, we definitely could have gotten all 10 done. That's not as fun, though. Yeah, it was, it was more fun to just kind of take it slow and get through what we wanted to see. Because the only two houses we missed, which we'll get into, were um, the Chucky house and the Exorcist house. So we didn't feel like we were missing too much with those. Yeah, that's a good point. And, but I want to throw in, we were also there in mid-September, I think, yeah. as we get to late September and October. Yeah. Yeah, it'll definitely could, get could busier. even get busy. Yeah, and when we so. went, it was also a Sunday night. True, which also That's makes right. a difference. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was a lot of fun. So uh, you guys want you guys got in Sunday? Let, let's, yeah, let's, we did. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Sunday uh, travel day. Yeah, you guys were in by what, like ten, ten, eleven? Yeah, so our flight took off at like seven twenty, I think, and we were at the park by. Probably like 11.30 because we yeah. landed, we got in an Uber, and we went right to the resort, dropped off our bags at the resort, and kind of walked around in a little bit because we did want to see it a little bit. And then from there, we hopped on a bus. We went right to Islands of Adventure where everybody was. And yeah, I think we got there by like 11, 11.30. Yeah, that, that's where we, we had that, that big group hug outside, uh, outside yeah. the park. 
Wasn't as romantic as the lift and spin, but we'll take it. (laughs) And from there, we went to Mythos for lunch. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. We went, and what did you guys think of it? I was anxious to ask you guys this question. What (laughs) What were your thoughts? But uh, I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. Mine was okay, so I, I didn't really want to like talk about my experience a whole lot. Cause I, 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 the food was fine. The company was the best part of it because we, we were there as a team. We had we had a reservation uh, and table set up for nineteen people, and so we had a big party in, inside. I thought I thought the restaurant was fine. My food was uh, pretty pedestrian. It, it was pretty okay. I like that um, <laughs> So uh, so I was kind of curious on what your guys' take was. Well, first off. I just want to say for those that might not know, uh, Mythos because I didn't I didn't know this until we went here. I never knew this restaurant existed. Mythos is, is the restaurant in the Lost Continent area where the old Poseidon kind of walkthrough ride thing used to be. Isn't it Poseidon's Fury? Yeah, Poseidon's Fury, I believe it was called. So it's back there, and I agree the the whole theming of the restaurant I thought was pedestrian, if that's the word we're using for the day. I like it. Um. My my meal was really good though. I got the lamb burger, and besides the fact that I almost shot whatever sauce was on it at Wyatt when I took my first bite, he shot out the bun. I don't. I still don't know how it happened. Across the table. Um, besides that, it was delicious, and the food the food I think was fine. Was good. The theming, not so much. I thought the whole place was completely mediocre. All of the agents were given at these high reviews, and I was like, I don't know if we're lying. Am I supposed to be lying right now? Did you guys have a better experience than I did? Like Bruce said, the company was great. I was enjoying sitting there talking to everybody, mm-hmm. learned a lot about everybody. Jody is awesome, apparently. <laughs> but, like, it the... I hate using the word because I got made fun of for it on here, but the vibes aren't there. Like... <laughs> You walk in and it kind of reminded me of if you were eating inside Big Thunder Mountain. You're in like the caverns and the caves. And then, sorry guys, there's going to be a lot of me like comparing to Disney because that's what my brain goes to. But it was just caverns and caves that you sat in. And then that was it. And then the food, I got a chicken sandwich. And the chicken sandwich was okay. The thick pieces of the chicken were the, were dry. And the normal sized pieces of the chicken were delicious. Like it was a good meal. It wasn't badly priced. I didn't think the price was that bad. But, like, I also think I could have got quick service and been happy. Like, I could have just went and sat in the Circus McGurkis and got a piece of pizza and been just as happy as I was sitting there talking to everyone as I would have been sitting there talking to everybody. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, and I, I know I, I know my opinion was different than everybody else's. But, like, it was okay. I don't agree with that necessarily because I did think my food was, was pretty good. Um, like, no, my food but, was good, just nothing to write home about. Yeah, I felt mostly that way about a lot of the food that we had while we were there. I definitely think Disney's food is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired by Rick. No, no, that's a, that's a fair shot. You can shoot that one as many times as you want. But I think, just as an overall statement, you could tell the newer food places, like when we get to the Minions yeah. Cafe, when we talk about that, like the food there was a lot better, better yeah. than the other food options at Universal. So I, I think they're they're trying to get to how Disney is, where they're they're like kind of known for their food as well, but they're not there yet. 
Yeah, so so I do agree. I did get uh, a salad at Mythos, and it it just it just it just wasn't good. Like the the lettuce was super soggy. There's just like way too much dressing. It, it there was no crunch to to like the lettuce. It was just it it was just lackluster. But moving in a more positive note, um, I I do agree that the food all weekend was eh, but. Uh, Minions Cafe was my favorite meal of the weekend, <laughs> the um, and, I, <laughs> and I ordered off the kids menu. So uh, you know, either that is testament to Minions Cafe and the the decent food quality there, or that says more about the food elsewhere in the park. Um, <laughs> but um, that that ended up being my my favorite meal of of the weekend, and I had a pimento cheese grilled cheese sandwich and i had tater tots and i ordered extra tater tots uh a side of them which i didn't wasn't even aware i was ordering and then upon rick's recommendation i had the oh what what, what was the name of that cake that the you had swiss me roll. order rick the swiss roll yeah yeah it was yellow cake and uh, i think i think we pineapple said it was filling yeah pineapple filling and then the the mousse next to it was passion um fruit. passion fruit yeah so uh, not my, the food, yeah, not banana. Even not though it's in the banana. shape of a banana, not <laughs> real banana. <laughs> I think they ought, they they should have gone with banana, but I know a lot of people aren't a fan of artificial banana flavor. So yeah, so but anyways, the pimento grilled cheese and tater tots I thought were were fantastic. Yeah, they were very good. Yeah, hey. and that and we ate there after I had uh, kicked your guys' butts on Minion Mayhem or Villacon. So. That's not uh, how so I that, that made it. That made, that made it even better. I don't think that's what happened <laughs> not at all. How I remember that happening. Oh, really? You guys don't remember it that way? <laughs> no, I don't. It's really <laughs> weird. That's not how it happened at all. I have a bad memory though, so maybe I'm just remembering. Nope, it I wrong. got a mem- <laughs> steel trap up here. You didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to day one. So we had Mythos, and then we immediately went to Harry Potter and did all of the Harry Potter stuff. In Hogsmeade. In Hogsmeade. On the Universal Islands of Adventure side. Yes. So we did Forbidden Journey first, walked right onto it. And then we did Flight of the Hippogriff, walked right onto it. And then at that point, all of the agents were going to go back and get ready for Halloween Horror Nights. And Rick and I didn't realize that people were headed back. So we came fully decked out ready for Halloween Horror Nights. So we stayed with Wyatt. He also wasn't going back. And before we went and met him, we got on the single rider line and we rode um Hagrid's motorbike adventure so that was in what about an hour and a half we did all three of those we walked on to every single ride yeah no issue I mean the single rider line helped with that but we literally just walked right on to it I think single rider line we waited like five minutes for our turn to go through yeah what was your guys's favorite attraction over in Hogsmeade well this is gonna be a hot take but I don't think the Hagrid's motorbike journey is that great of a ride in the first place. That is a hot take. Um, you sound dumb. I, that's just my opinion. <laughs> uh, and the single rider that I was with didn't speak a single word to me while we were there. So that was a bad experience for me <laughs> while we were on that one. Oh, my girl was great. I had a great time. <laughs> um, for me, it's the Forbidden Journey. That's my favorite of the three. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, mine is definitely Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. I think it's so good. I love seeing the blast-ended scroots because, okay, you guys are going to learn in this episode for all of the listeners out there. I'm a very big Harry Potter fan. 
talk about it sometimes on the podcast, but not as much as I'm about to this week. <laughs> when you read the books, they explain the blast-ended scroots, and they are nowhere in the movie. So everyone kind of just like you can. It's up to your imagination what you think it looks like, and they are on the ride. So getting to see what like J.K. Rowling intended them to look like is so cool. <laughs> and that's my nerd out moment every time I write it. Yeah, that was your only nerd moment the whole trip. The whole week. The, the whole, whole time. It was the only one. So I guess I'm playing tiebreaker here on favorite attraction. So I'm going to Unless you pick Flight of the Hippogriff. Flight of the Hippogriff, yeah. An even tie. In reality, though, I would probably say um, Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. But I do... Th- but forbidden journey is my favorite uh cue on property and so it, it's fair. hard to it's hard to beat that i would and in fact i would rather walk through the queue than ride on the on the ride and so yeah but but as for the ride itself i i get a cake out of Hagrid's motorbike adventure especially when you lose power and you come you know uh backwards and then you end up dropping in the devil's snare i i think that's a lot of fun I have to say, last time that we were in Universal, when we did Islands of Adventure, and it was my first time there, I fangirled so hard in the queue for the Forbidden Journey. Like, I couldn't walk slow enough. We waited for that ride. I think we waited, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. And every time we had to move, I got upset because I was just standing there, like, taking it all in. And it was like, oh, we're into the next room, but I want to be in this room longer. (laughs) So I agree. That queue is definitely the best queue on property. Maybe for any ride ever. Oh. Ever. They take you completely wow, through Hogwarts. Like completely through. Oh. Rick, I guess ever? For big Harry Potter. Not ever. Best cue what, ever? What beats it? I'm trying to think of a Disney ride that compares to the idea of walking through the hallways of Hogwarts. Mm. Off the top of my head, I don't have one. I don't uh-huh. know if I can go best ever, though. Uh, uh, I might have to get back to you on that. Okay. That's fine. Wow. Maybe I'll change mine when I actually think about it more, but from the top of the dome right know. now, best ever. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning that way, uh, but to Rick's point, I'm trying to, to think on the fly here. I'm, like, the first ones that come to mind is like Pandora over at Animal Kingdom. It's a good nah. um, I think that's a fantastic cue. Um, Rainbow Woods. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the Rise of the Resistance queue. I don't think that 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 makes the top of the list. So yeah. I I do think Escape from Gringotts actually is a, a terrific queue. I like that um, one too. So that that may that might put itself up there as well. I don't know. The bank part itself is cool, but then after that, it's just stairs and hallways. Yeah, but that elevator is pretty cool. We got that elevator all to ourselves. Which actually, we can kind of go into that. So from Hogsmeade, we went over to Diagon Alley, and that was where we met Wyatt. So we took the train over and met him over there, and it was just the three of us. And we did so much in Diagon Alley. We went and saw the Ollivanders show, Mm -hmm. which is so hidden. Had no idea it was there. We would have never saw it if it wasn't for Wyatt having done it before. Yeah, It's literally right next to Ollivander's store if you want to go see it. They have like a little rope set up and you just go ask the employee if you can go in and they'll either tell you to get in line or we actually got there in the perfect time that we walked right into the show. But if you're first, you're more likely to get picked for the show because they pick one person to do it. So sometimes it could be more worth it to wait, I would assume. Um, And then I bought my wand for all of you watching on the YouTube. You can see it. It's so pretty. I brought it with me. I carry it everywhere because safety. 
Do you call it the YouTube on purpose now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even when I'm talking outside of the podcast, it's officially slang. <laughs> but yeah, I had my wand. Gina was buying the wand the highlight of the trip for you. Uh, no. What happened with the wand later was, and I'll explain that, but... That's fair. That's fair. But buying the wand... Actually, buying the wand might have been the most stressful part of the trip for me. Yeah. I am not someone who gets stressed out. Like, things just roll off me. I don't care. Buying the wand, Bruce, you would have thought I was, like, picking out my future child. Like, I could not decide on which wand I wanted. Like, And then they told me, I picked this one. For those watching, this is this is a poser wand. Gina thinks she's Ravenclaw all of a sudden. Stop. Okay. This. So what happened was, this is the first wand that caught my eye. I think it's so so pretty, so gorgeous. It chose me, and the employees decided to get in my head. Whether they did it on purpose or to help, I don't know. But they look at me and they go, "What house are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm Gryffindor." And they were like, "That's a Ravenclaw wand." And I was like, what? And they go, yeah, that wand is better for people with the attributes of a Ravenclaw. Maybe that's why it didn't work for you at all. I know, we it there. kept giving me issues. <laughs> because it's not yours. <laughs> Maybe. So then they showed me which ones, but I thought they were ugly. And I was like, I'm spending this much money. The wand was like $67 after tax and everything. So I was like, if I'm spending this much money, I want to like it. So I I struggled. And then, no, the employee behind the desk did end up picking this one out because you said no to every other one <laughs> he eventually he made to, it back to, this one. back to this one determined <laughs> but yes so i bought my wand and then we went and used the wand we all tried it uh i dropped it which i think is why it stopped working i had to get it recalibrated later don't worry olivander mended my wand but this is where we learned that the death eaters when they come out for halloween horror nights actually come out before the park is even closed so if you are in diagon alley the death eaters come out before five o'clock when halloween horror nights technically didn't start till 6 30 yeah it was really cool it was really cool they do this whole opening show and so we got to see the show and we actually just were in the right place at the right time and a team member told us to wait they're like wait here keep your wand out <laughs> so that was cool to get to see yeah I was just going to add, and them being in Diagon Alley is actually new, because usually they're they're mm. always in Hogsmeade, but them being in Diagon Alley is, is new, and I, I, I like them being in there. I thought it was it was fun, yet kind of intense uh, all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and it was pretty cool, because when they came out before 5, it was still light out, so you really got to see like the details and their costumes, and got to see everything and they did a march kind of similar to how in hollywood studios they used to do the march with the stormtroopers the imperial march imperial march that's the one so kind of how they used to do that they did that out of diagon alley and into london yeah and i i did see that but i did think it was weird that they were marching to the the soundtrack the imperial march soundtrack from star wars i thought that was a weird, cro- <laughs> weird crossover little confused <laughs> It's like no one told them they were at Universal and not Disney. <laughs> and then we actually rode Gringotts one more time. Well, actually for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time we had ridden it. It was Escape from Gringotts. And because the park was just about to close for the regular day guests to get ready for Halloween Horror Nights, we were the only people in the elevator. Yeah. 
it was there was us and two other girls and they ended up going into a different one yeah because there's the two elevators so it was me mm-hmm. rick and wyatt and then the two girls and the other and that was really cool to really get to see everything the floor moves so much yeah yeah i, I think the ele- elevator plus the bank and having the goblins behind the desks and that big chandelier i, I think that queue is is fantastic i agree they definitely use their money properly as far as building those rides just as a Harry Potter fan being in there, it feels authentic. Like, it feels like I'm in the movies. It feels like exactly how I would have pictured it based off the books. Like, I really think they do a good job. That is what the Wizarding World does best. And and what I would say better than any other area in a theme park, regardless of, of where that theme park is located, is you feel that you are in the Wizarding World, whether you're in Hogsmeade, whether you're in Diagon Alley. It drops you in the movie and you are a witch or wizard who is making their way either through the vaults of Gringotts or through Hogwarts Castle or on uh, Hagrid's motorbike. Uh, I think I think it uh, nothing competes with with the Wizarding World. It might be because it was like a dead end area, but I felt it more in Diagon Alley than I did in Hogsmeade. What do you mean? Mm. Well, like in Hogsmeade, how it connects back over to like Jurassic Park. Okay. So, and like I'm saying, it might just be because Diagon Alley, it's you go in, you have to go in and out the same way. Yeah. So you are completely immersed the whole time you're in there. You can't see anything else. I don't know if that's what it is, but something about Diagon Alley, just like, Mm. I felt it more there. Okay. It also could be because it's a little bit tighter. So every angle you look up, like it's higher buildings, like it's, you're in it. I don't know. Oh, I just hit myself in the face. I don't know. You're so excited. I'm just so happy to be here. No, I could have spent the entire trip in, in Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade, just going back and forth on the train. Could have done the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think what you're saying makes sense because I, I would agree. I, I think Diagon Alley is total immersion and, and you can tell when you're in there. But Diagon Alley was the original, right? And then Hogsmeade opened second. Uh, Hogsmeade is the original. Okay, I said that the other day, and someone was like, no, it's the opposite. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why would they not put Hogwarts Castle there first? Yeah, I I remember when I went when Hogsmeade first opened, and we did spend all day just in Hogsmeade. And and that was before even Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. So we did a lot of things multiple times and went in all the shops and tried all the food. But um, having both of them with the Hogwarts Express connecting them, you, you know, Harry Potter fans can definitely spend all day just doing that. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. after you buy your wand. Especially after buying your wand. But, yeah, that was our day one, and we finished it off with Halloween Horror Nights. Ooh. Bruce's third Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> yeah. You made it till yeah. what, 11? Uh, was it that early? I don't remember. We texted you at 1030, and I think you were on the way back. <laughs> I was passed out, I'm sure. Yeah, I was so tired. <laughs> That's fair. That's a lot of Halloween horror nights. That's a lot of late nights, early yeah. mornings, meet vacation planners, a lot of everything. Yeah. Do we want to get into houses? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. So we managed to get into eight out of 10 houses. When it got towards the end of the night, we kind of had to start making our choices as what we wanted to prioritize. So two of the houses got cut. Yeah, well, and collectively, though, we together, we've done 9 out of 10 because mm-hmm. the two that I didn't do, you guys did one of, and the two you guys mm-hmm. didn't do, I did one of. Yeah. Yes. So the, the we, only we one we didn't just do one. was Chucky. <laughs> yeah, Chucky yeah. did not happen. Right. Which, I've actually heard pretty decent things. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to get to it, but I don't regret choosing the show over the houses. No, definitely not. Well, I guess we could just go top three. Oh, each give our top three? Yeah, I mean. That works. Go ahead. Give yours. You go first. Oh, I'll go first. How about Bruce goes first? All right, Bruce, go first. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) I Um, love making Bruce pick things because he always plays devil's advocate. Oh, I'll tell you what. Well, and that's not on purpose, guys. I just have a hard (laughs) time putting it like a ranking to it because as soon as I do, I go, oh, but I, oh, I like the other one. I just put it number two and uh, I don't know. It's always so difficult. But if I was going to go three, two, one, number three would be The Last of Us. Um, I thought it, uh, I think that it it comes in at number three for me because I like the IP so much, the show on, on Max. And so I was really able to, to draw to uh, that house and the scenes that were taken from the show that they implemented in the house. I thought the clickers were great. The bloaters, the costuming was fantastic. It was really dark in that house. Um, in fact, I had lost the person in front of me. And so I was just standing there with people piling up behind me for a little bit. Um, I but I never. thought that I really liked that house. Um, but again, I think that's because I like the show so much. Coming in at two was Yeti, the, the camp, Yeti Campgrounds house. I thought that was the scenes were fantastic. They had a lot of great scare points. Um, and I, I just like the overall theming of, of that one. And then my number one house of this year's HHN was the Blood Moon house um and you guys will will have the full names of these houses for me but that was by far my favorite house of this year's event okay that's my three two one right there all right go ahead uh okay so my third was actually the dueling dragons house and the main reason being that's just kind of my nerd niche is like wizards and dragons and all that stuff so i i liked it because of that Number two for me was also Yeti, and I think part of the reason that I enjoyed that one so much was because uh, pretty early on in the house, there's a mother looking for her child. Billy! (laughs) Billy! She's like, where's my son? Where's Billy? (laughs) So the whole rest of the house, we were just yelling that, and it was kind of funny. Megan said we made it less scary for her. Yeah. Because we just kept going, Billy! But there was a lot of like really cool creatures in that one. I agree, and I thought the campground theme of that was pretty cool, too. I enjoyed walking through that and seeing all the scenes and everything. And then for me, number one by a landslide was also Blood Moon. The theming on that one was fantastic. I love that, like, time frame of, like... It almost reminded me of, like, Salem Witch Trial era. Yeah. I think Uh, it was 1500s when I was reading the map. Okay. Love that one. All the decorations and everything. All the props were super intricate, like, down to, like, details of everything. And you I... clearly didn't see the same leg that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? The lady that accidentally spit on me, she was just holding this, like, really fake-looking leg. Well, yeah, but I meant the stuff that's, like, sitting there. Oh, all no, the yeah. stuff that's, like, no, sitting the, there, like, the, the stuff was really cool. Like, like, all that stuff was, like, super intricate. And like how you said you didn't want to leave the rooms in uh, Gringotts, was it? That's how I felt in this one, was I just wanted to sit there and, like, look at everything and kind of read all the stuff that was on the walls and like look at all the props and the scenes and everything because I was just enjoying it that much. (laughs) I really liked that one. I didn't understand it 
I didn't know what a blood moon was. I thought <laughs> I didn't know what I was going into. So I'm going through the whole thing. I'm like, what is this? What is this story? And then Bruce, I think you told me at the end that like people sacrifice humans and animals and stuff on a blood moon. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that was a really cool house then. <laughs> but in the moment, I was like, what is happening? Why are there all these dead bodies? And then we got hey. to the, the church room. And I'm not crazy yes. religious, but I'm religious enough that I was like, I feel like this, I, I shouldn't be in this room <laughs> right now. Like, I was like, something's not sitting right. My 12 years of Catholic school are like screaming right now. I thought, I thought that this house had uh, the best two rooms. And that was that the chapel scene followed by the scene as you exit because they had both dummies and scare actors yep. all in white cloaks. And you did not know which one was a scare actor. So you're walking through and there are people sitting in the pews and there's probably eight, eight to, you know, 10 people in the pews, but you don't know who's real and who's not. And they just turn around and scare you. And then that was also the way that you exited. They, they lined both walls with these white cloaks and you didn't know what was a dummy and what was a scare actor. And so to me, seeing all that not knowing which one of those cloaks was going to jump out that those to me were the most intense parts and my favorite part um of any house this year at, at hhn yeah that house was fantastic so funny because up until we actually did it i had heard not great things about it so i was like very very low expectations and it, it did it once i understood it it was better i wish i would have read the descriptions of the houses before, before. i went into them i was trying mm -hmm. to let myself be surprised but as someone who's not into spooky things that much, like yeah. I like like witches, but that's like the extent of my spooky. Like I should have read it. So if whoever, if you're listening to this right now and you aren't into spooky things, you don't know like the spooky lore. You don't understand what a blood moon is. Read the map. It it, it tells you what each house is, yeah. so you can understand so... what you're going through. Right. Let me, uh, I just looked up a description of the house. So I'll, I'll just uh, give it a quick read here. It says in a colonial era village, moon worshipers witness a blood moon at their fall festival. They take it as a sign to hunt down any non followers, including you and your scream squad. So it says guests will need to try not to become part of the sacrifice as they gather body parts to form a grisly offering in the blood moon dark offerings. So that's that's, that, the, that's the setting. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. Also, I will say Darkest Deal was a very, very close fourth for me. It was almost third. That's my least favorite. I thought really? that one was actually really good. Rick, I gotta hear why. I just like the story of it. Like that was the oh, okay. one that was like one of the only ones that I went into where I like I thought the story was very clear. Yeah. And I thought the props were good and like it was mostly just the story, but I thought the props were good, and it, the way it took you through the story was really good. That's true. The story was clear. I didn't find it scary though. I didn't find it scary either. I just liked the story and the props and okay, that's and the whole fair. Process. You know who scared me the most? And I don't think it was supposed to be the scariest part. The who? the guy, the musician, the one that was just singing. Yeah, something <laughs> about him. Like he would like look you in the eye, and I was like, please don't look at me, sir. <laughs> please don't look in my direction. All right, Gina, what's your what's your top three? I really have been struggling. I have my number one. Don't do that one first. Don't do that one first? No. Okay. Not, you got to start at three. Yeah, three's got to be first. All right, three is Monsters Unmasked. That was pretty good. Okay, good. that was a good one. A big part for me, I really liked when I, like, I liked following the story on the way through. 
like if I could understand the story that was going on and it wasn't just about getting scared. Uh-huh. So I really liked the story of that one. Like I came out and I felt like I just like walked through a horror movie. That was my least favorite of the ones we did. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, second one. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with The Last of Us. Okay. I'm going to regret this answer. And I gonna, as soon as we're done, I'm going to be mad that I said it. Because in the moment, I thought it was too dark and I couldn't see what was going on. But when Bruce was talking about the clickers, I have to say I do agree Costume-wise, they were probably the best costumes and very authentic to the show and the video game. Yeah. Where Stranger Things... Very authentic. It was cool. You were walking through, like, the sets of the show, but the costumes for the Stranger Things one were not great. Vecna's... Every Vecna Vecna I saw, it looked like it was falling off of them. And there was multiple Vecnas that all had that same look of it wasn't sitting right. So, like, Last of Us definitely is where they put the effort into, and it showed, so I'm going Last of Us number two. I just wish I could have seen it better, but that also could be because that was the first thing we did. At 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock when it was light out. So if we went into it when it was dark out and our eyes were already adjusted, that also could have made a difference. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah, because I really, I just struggled to see it, and then, because I wanted to see the story. I like the stories. I think it was Wyatt was Mm -hmm. telling me that he heard somewhere like a tip to wear your sunglasses i told you that was that you yeah okay because i panicked and took them off right before we went into the last of us because it was the first one we did and i was leading the group and i was scared and i was like maybe it's better if i don't see and then as soon as we got in i was like this is so dumb now i can't see when things are coming at me (laughs) because i was doing that remember we were in line and i had the sunglasses on like that was so that i could see and then my number one is yeti i the moment it started, I became obsessed with it. I think we were in the right spot. Well, I think me personally was in the right spot where I was the one that they kept jumping at. Uh-huh. Where in a lot of the other ones, they were jumping at whoever was in front of or behind me. Yeah. So I kept missing out on the horror things. Fair. Which I, I think I don't want to be the only one they're jumping at, but I did want it occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought the costumes were really good. I love the story. I thought it was a very creative story. And I think it's the most, like, realistic. Like, oh, this could happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> Yeti's in Bigfoot. 100% real. <laughs> but, yeah, so Yeti's my favorite. And I just want to say Oddfellows is my honorable mention. So, That's that why I, I was just going to ask about an honorable mention. Yeah. Oddfellows. It was really good. I'm not afraid of clowns, though. But going through, I could tell that if somebody was afraid of clowns, this would be their worst nightmare. Yeah. My biggest issue in Oddfellows, there were so many curtains. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, who hides behind curtains? Murderers. Murderers. That was what Gina told me while we were there. So we walked into Oddfellas and it was just all curtains. What one were we in when I said that? I, I think remember. it was Monsters. Was it Monsters Unmasked? We just kept going through Monsters curtains. Because it was just me and you. Because mm-hmm. the guy in front of us wasn't with us and he was dying laughing. Because yeah. I was like, you know who hides behind curtains? Murders! I can't be in here. Like, it was just like... Because that's, that's my biggest fear for anyone who doesn't know is that if I go on a haunted house or like even the haunted mansion, I get scared that like there's going to be a real murderer in there. <laughs> And they're going to get me. That's her biggest fear. <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff. I thought it was really it good. It was though. really good. It was just a lot of curtains. Yeah. But if you're Odd afraid Fellows, of clowns, you're going to cry. Oddfellows is my honorable mention as well. So, yeah. Rick? Uh, I think Darkest Deal, just because that was, that was so close to being third. But you already talked if about you that one. talk about things that are closest to being real. How about 
your least favorite house this year? Like bottom of the list, like you're you're good doing it once and you don't need to go back. Monsters Unmasked. Oh, I think okay. it was probably my least. Stranger Things was close because I was very disappointed in that one. Your expectations were also really high, as yeah. they should have been for yeah. something like that. Yeah, but I think Monsters Unmasked was definitely down there. Um, it was good. I just didn't feel wow. like I... Like, if I went back again, that wouldn't be a priority for me. I wouldn't feel I like I you. had to go do that one again. Uh, mine was Darkest Deal or, funny enough, Dueling Dragons. It was okay. Yeah, that one. I that one. I was. I'm not surprised to hear because I. I don't think it was that great. But again, that's just my nerd niche as far as like the things that I'm into. So I think that's why I liked it so much. It just felt like they were constantly standing over top of me, and just talking to each other. They weren't talking to me. <laughs> what was yours, Bruce? Least favorite? Who? I, I think the the darkest the dark darkest deal was that mm-hmm. is that the name of it? Yeah, I think that might be my least favorite just because I I'm not sure I got I was like frightened at all. Yeah, um, that's a cool concept. And, and, uh, yeah, but I yeah, and I'm torn because I do agree with Rick that that story was probably the most clear uh, of any house, and so I I do think there are some good components of it. I I would find the least scary and then dueling dragons i didn't find scary at all but what one redeeming quality that one had was i thought the costumes uh, the fire and ice costumes were really cool and fun to look at and so i thought that was really redeeming for for that house too so even like my bottom two still had some really good redeeming traits that would make it worthwhile doing again but they were just my least favorite in terms of theme or overall scariness for choose your fate with dueling dragons did you do fire or ice I did ice. I, I, I chose ice because um, I, I like the blue costumes uh, a lot. And in my mind, I was trying to transport myself to like Game of Thrones. And those were White Walkers. Um, and uh, that was kind of the story I was making up in my mind as I was going through <laughs> there. So there I, I chose ice. What about you guys? I think we did fire. Didn't we? we did fire. And it was another situation where I think they had just popped out at everybody in front of us. Because I walked right through and I didn't see anything. And I was like, oh, we're done. And I was like, I wish I chose ice. <laughs> Just because I wanted to see more. But that, uh, but again, that's the, that's why I think people will go back to Halloween Horror Nights over and over and over again when they live there. It's a different experience every time. It is. And that was just like, luck. it's luck of the draw if you happen to be the one that they pop out at that time. Sometimes they pop, like in, at Yeti, I was the person every single time. But in that one, it was like they just weren't – they didn't pop out at me, which was – I might have liked it more if they would have. But, again, luck of the draw. L- let me ask you guys a question. Did you think that picking your fate in Dueling Dragons was all that exciting? Because, uh, uh, like, my experience like, – I thought that we would be picking early on in the house. But we didn't pick until what, what felt like at the time being in the house was, like, the last 15 feet. And yeah. so it just, it was like one extra little hallway and then it was the exit. So like, to me, it didn't change anything when it was like kind of a big deal to pick your fate. I agree. The fact that I didn't see anyone shows you how short of a space it was once you walked through it. Yeah. I kind of, I like, I get kind of what they were going for, like alluding to the old ride, but the old ride, you also picked right away, which color you wanted to be a part of. So it'd be interesting. But, okay, all houses aside, Bruce, what's a must-do for you for Halloween Horror Nights that if you were telling the listeners, oh. based off of your experience with it? 
Oh, man. Uh, so houses aside, I can't choose going into houses. Uh, I guess you can pick a house if you want. I Oh, man. It, it, so it, the, my must do or my recommendation would be if there is an IP or a story that Universal is going to put on for HHN, like The Last of Us or Stranger Things, then then you got to do it. But I think I think there's a lot of fun to be had in the scare zones uh i do like those quite a bit I agree. but like gina i'm a big harry potter fan and so like i really got a kick out of seeing the death eaters this year in diagon alley so let me just cover the whole the whole event how about that <laughs> what's do the must do everything <laughs> everything <laughs> i'm gonna steal yours before you get to it it's so rude all right go ahead <laughs> mine <laughs> mine is the is the show What's it called? It's called a thing that I forget now because I'm on the spot. It's, I don't remember. What is it called? It is called Nightmare Fuel. Nightmare Fuel, that's the one. This show, I am so glad we didn't go to it until the end of the night. Yes. Because we would have missed so many houses seeing it over and over again. It is 1000% an adults only show. Yeah. It, it's so, they And they make that announcement before it starts that yeah. it is an adults only show. Not that it's adults only, but it's a, recommended for adults because of the costuming and other stuff and dance moves and it's uh, yeah it's a little crude is that a good word we kept explaining it as kind of like punk rock burlesque or rock and roll burlesque yeah so that but this show i am so glad we went to it it was probably the best part of the entire night uh, yeah i had the most fun there out mm-hmm. of any part of the night and then we went to the last show of the night they do it multiple times it's very good have you seen it bruce I did not see it, but the vivid description that you guys gave me after you saw it, I felt like I was there. Which which we will not give on the podcast because it is an adults-only show. This is a family-friendly podcast. Uh, But um, it's so funny because it started and they were like, no filming. And I was like, all right, well, I can probably sneak a quick film. And I was like, and it started and I was like, I'm not filming this. And I was like, no wonder I haven't seen any videos of it. No one's like... You probably get it taken down. <laughs> so it's it's very good though for adults, and I highly recommend if you go to Halloween Horror Nights to make an effort to get to this show. Like I, we said, we would have chosen this over our house. Since since we didn't actually say this yet, I don't want people to think that it's just an adults only show, and that's all you're going to get. There's fire. There's acrobatics. There's there's so many things magic. in this show. Yeah, there's magic. <laughs> like there's so many things in this show that make it awesome, and it just so happens that it there's aspects of it that make it more for adults Uh, but the show itself is fantastic fire acrobatics all that stuff so if you have a chance and you are of a certain age go see the show (laughs) you are mature enough yes if you're mature enough and my other highlight of the night was the death eaters your nerd moment my nerd Uh, moment we have to talk about this this on on our our page at all or do we have to post it it was on my it was on the story okay but it wasn't – I haven't posted it. Okay, we should post the whole thing. Then. So we went and got some food at, at the Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley. And Rick and I were like, all right, guys, we're going to go do a few more houses. Everyone else was like kind of spread, separated and doing their own thing. And before we left, Rick was like, I want to go see the Death Eaters. So we go to see a Death Eater, and the ones that we kept seeing just had people flocking all over them, following them around, and it wasn't entertaining at all. And we were like, these poor people are just getting harassed. This is not what we are here for. Like, I had my wand out ready and couldn't even see them. So we're trying to leave, and blocking the exit is a giant circle around the Death Eater, and we just walk up and start watching. And the Death Eater came up, 
saw my wand and brought me in to duel me. Challenged you. He challenged me to a duel. And all of the 407 agents were on the other side of the circle watching it happen and got a video of the entire thing (laughs) from us casually walking up, talking to each other, not realizing what was happening. (laughs) It was it was a lot of fun seeing you duel the uh, the Death Eater. There, there. One of our agents has a, a video of you doing this, and you can hear me in the background go, "We do not know who that girl is." Out there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a uh, magical Meg. I watched the video today because it's in our shared album, and I was like, "Ah, oh, rude." How would you describe <laughs> the experience? How did you describe it to me in the moment? I have never been so... What did I say? It was like the most overwhelming... I think you said you've never been more excited and terrified at the same at time. At the same time. And <laughs> I'm not... I don't get like nervous, nervous. or shy. Yeah. Like I just do things. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. And I I threw a spell at them because I didn't know what else to say. And I'm like doing them. And I'm like, do I throw a Vada Cadaver? Is that too dark? Like I'm not a Slytherin. <laughs> I threw Stupefy for anyone wondering. <laughs> I think it was just because you've never been that much of a nerd. No, no matter it was... how much you like like Harry Potter and like certain things that you're into, like that was your biggest. That was my peak. I hit I've my peak. Seen. I've hit my stride. <laughs> the stride started when I bought the wand, and I peaked when I battled the Death Eater <laughs> in Diagon Alley. You do need to post post that video for sure. Definitely. Oh yeah, Mandy posted it. She posted it with directions on how to order voodoo donuts. <laughs> it was like step one, place your mobile order. Step two, battle Death Eaters. Step three, tell them you're ready. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. So it is out there. It'll be posted. Don't worry. But yeah, so that's just day one uh it looks like this is going to be a two-part episode that's just part one (laughs) so that was that was day one i can't imagine that day two and three even if we make them short speed to the point they're still gonna be they're still gonna be they're still gonna be long enough so we're gonna make this a two-part episode we will stop here for this episode thank you guys so much for listening come back next week you'll get part two get to hear all about day two and three at Universal Orlando. And that is it, Bruce. You want to tell them where to find you? Uh, yeah, you can find us uh, if you're looking to visit Universal Orlando and take your family down, whether it's for Halloween or not. You can get started with a free no obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. And you can find us on social media at 407 and beyond. Yeah, guys, you can find us on social media at Spill the D Podcast. You'll be able to see the video of me battling a Death Eater if you're lucky. I don't know. Maybe I won't post it. Maybe that'll be a, a keep it for myself. I think I have to post it too. But you can find us there. And until next week, we will see you at the castle. Now you're speaking my language.